Good Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome to KIDO Talk Radio. It's time now for the Voice of Business. Nicholas Jones with us on, well, the Voice of Business show. Nicholas, good to have you with us. Thank you, Kevin. I'm, I'm glad to be here. You know, we take a look at the climate that we live in. How do businesses, big and small, really survive and thrive in, as you called it last week, the post-apocalyptic America? It's, it's a challenge. It, it requires adapting and some creativity. And like we talked about last time, where it's going to involve some some little bets that people are going to have to take. And, and so that's why we have with us today uh, Tyler and Marina with Coned. So Coned is currently located at uh, 2976 East Overland Road uh, in Meridian, Idaho. And uh, they're actually looking to expand as well. But before we get into that, we're going to spend some time getting to know Tyler and Marina. So Tyler, Marina. Hey there. Thanks for having us. Uh, I'm Tyler. And I'm Marina. Well, good. I'm glad you're here. So... So it's a husband and wife team for a business here in Idaho. It can't get much better than that. How, how do you guys like working together? Uh, you know, it has its ups and downs. Uh, obviously, there's some uh, challenges to working together, but uh, I couldn't ask for a uh, better counterpart, uh, co-worker here. So it's, uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been, a, it's been a great journey. We actually started before we got married. We decided to go into business while we were dating. Well, we were engaged, right? We were not. Oh, <laughs> so 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 that is a that is a giant leap. It so let's is. let's talk about that real quick. So 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 Marina, you seem to have a better recollection of this than yes. Tyler does. So so how did how did that come to be? How did you guys decide to go into business when you were dating? Well, we we travel the world. That's kind of how it began. We that's how the cone concept started. We um, were once on a trip in Italy, and we're at a street market and saw a little cart serving something that looked like pizza and a cone. The cones were tiny, just on the side of the street, and we tried it. It was delicious, and after our trip home, we just kept talking and talking and talking about how awesome that was, and many months, maybe a year later, I don't know, after trying different recipes, looking at different logos, looking at different ovens, etc., we decided to just pull the trigger and start our own thing here. And were you kind of the driving force, Marina, on making that happen, or did it just nope. it just kind of just the Tyler was he's the driving he, force. He was the driving force. So, so so tell us about that, Tyler. So you're the driving force behind behind Cone then. I tend to be a little bit more of a dreamer, and uh, she keeps me in check. She's the voice of reason, and uh, you know I I couldn't shut up about it. You know I just I was like let's do this, let's do this. Uh, you know I wasn't working a job at the time that was really you know career oriented. Um, and the idea of owning our own business, building up a brand that, you know, we could put our pride into and, uh, you know, just really get behind was incredibly alluring. So, you know, I just talked her ear off about it, I think, eventually until she said, just fine, let's do it. Shut up about it already. And uh, the rest is just kind of history. I was like, get me a ring first. Yeah. Good. So, so uh -huh. the ring didn't happen first. No, it you didn't. Guys, you, guys, you guys started business first. They actually, uh, from what I remember, the business and the engagement started right around the same time, didn't they? Well, so now that I remember, yeah. so so I so I actually remember you guys dating. Now that I think about it, mm -hmm. because I met you guys when we were all food trucking it up. Right. Yeah. And and I remember this because I, I had my first coned when I was at I think it was. Art in the Park or 
one of those events and Hempfest. Hemp it was Hempfest. Yes, yeah. it was the Hempfest. And we were in the cart. Yes, you were in. You had your just your little cart. That, that was it. You just had a cart. cart. Yeah, you had a that big was bulky a, cart. And oh I, man. And and I remember looking at it. And I was like, that looks like an ice cream cone. I was like, yeah. No, it's pizza. Like, how can you get much better? And I was really skeptical because I was like, I've got to get this because I'm going to see how this works. Like, how in the world are you going to make cheese and sauce and all that goodness work in a vertical fashion? Mm-hmm. And you did it. Like. Nailed it. Like, I remember eating that. And I was like, I got to go get my daughter. I'm going to get my daughter one. And she loved it. Loved it. And in fact, whenever we get um, a thinner pizza mm-hmm. brands, because I, I like thinner pizza. Right. When I, whenever we get that, literally, like, the first thing she says is she, 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 she just rolls it up and eats it like a cone because she just wants to remember your guys's. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Cone. And so, you know, whenever we're in Meridian in that area, I always go there to get myself a, a pizza. And so sometimes my daughter's with me and and, and we go and enjoy it. So for everybody listening, they have a current address over at 2976 East Overland in Meridian. It's their current location, and they are looking to expand, and we're, we're meeting with Coned here. And and so, so so, then the engagement happened, and then what, at what point did you guys open your first brick and mortar? Because it started with food trucks at, at events. It did not. It started with oh, a food cart. Food, food cart. cart. Sorry, yeah. food cart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, food yeah. Truck, a two general there. Food cart. So food yes. cart. So so. Uh, one of the things that we talk about with the audience is little bets, mm-hmm. starting with something that's eatable, something that can, can you can consume, not not like food wise, but if you lose it, it you're not going to like lose everything that you own. So food cart. So you start with just a food cart. Mm-hmm. When did you when did you take the leap to a food food truck or food trailer? It was about uh, it was six eight months later that we decided to go with the uh, the food truck concept. We, as you mentioned, did start in a food cart, it's ten by ten, and uh, this thing was so big and bulky and we would Heavy. set this thing up for every single event we'd work we'd work these tiny little events and we'd go out for you know maybe a hundred dollars in sales which for anyone that does business is uh, not a good number to be hitting um so we're putting you know an hour and a half into setting this thing up you know i've got my tiny little five two wife here well not at the time as we mentioned um helping me set up this cart that had to be you know a thousand two thousand pounds and it was tough. It was really tough. Our first major events were actually at the botanical gardens during the uh, the apocalyptic winter that everyone talks about. That was a good winter. Uh, it was, it was so much fun. <laughs> so we'd go out in this, you know, open air tent with this huge cart that we would set up in the snow. You know, there's two feet of snow on the ground. And if anyone recalls, temperatures regularly during that winter got down to low single digits. So we're sitting out there freezing, trying to, you know, convince ourselves that we didn't make the worst mistake of our lives. Uh, and then eventually we're like, we should really just get a food truck because this is absurd. So, Well, what point did it come to you deciding, hey, we're going to make a little bit bigger bet? Like, I mean, you, you talk about eventually, was there sales that motivated that or was it the uncomfort or the difficulty that you realized we can make uncomfort. this more efficient? I mean, there was, yeah, the, the discomfort played a major, major factor into it. And, you know, we realized that if we had gotten a, a truck, we would have, you know, a little bit more signage, really. Um, we realized that you can you can wrap a truck or a trailer to bring people in. That is your billboard. And, you know, while it was a little bit more expensive, it it's much, more, here. it's much more appealing yeah. to the customer I, I, to have And I, re- I remember your trailer. It was very, very simple, but mm-hmm. it had coned all over it. Right, like it right. Was, it, was, it was it shouted out, hey, come and buy this food. And, and, and I remember that. that was, it was good. And I remember uh, seeing you at uh, or Homedale, too. I think you guys went and did that event as well. 
Is that, is that right? Ring a bell? Humdale? No. Oh, okay. I'm not well, sure. There's a lot of them. You guys do a lot of events. <laughs> we, do many, yeah, we do everything. Yeah, you do everything. How many events are you guys doing? Uh, currently? <laughs> oh, yeah, not currently. That's, that's a whole other. Previously, whole nother. Uh, we stay super duper busy during the uh, the warmer season. Our season starts in about March and goes until, what do you say, November? November. December, so babe. every major event in the Treasure Valley, we're probably there. Boise Music Fest, the fair, Spirit of Balloons. Pride. Pride is huge. Idaho yeah, Center Concerts. Um, we we do the Boise State games. We're inside the stadium. Got we have, two stands. Yeah, we have three now. You have three stands. So three oh, stands. Three yep. stands. Yeah. Fantastic. So the the beauty it's 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 when you're at a at a at a game it's it just carry like that's the beauty in your food is that yep. it's just so easy to grab and carry and and it's and it's very well cooked very well done it's it's just an ingenious process and so so where like how how does it, how do you guys go about make because you make your own cones right correct yeah, yep. so do you have a machine that makes it for you we do yep so at our meridian location you can come in and see us actually uh, pressing the cones uh daily uh, it's a very interesting machine that will form and uh, mostly cook the cones and then uh that's, that's really it i mean we weigh out the dough to a certain amount that we've figured out um tirelessly um and then we make the shells do you want the whole process yeah let's oh, give, okay. give us a quick okay. little rundown about <laughs> so how you get ourselves a cone or how you just whatever you start you with share. pizza dough you weigh it out to a certain amount, has to be a specific room temperature for it to work on our cone press. So we roll into a dough ball. We have this machine that looks like an outer space robot type thing. <laughs> we throw the dough ball in there, press the button, it comes down and it molds the cone um, into its cone shape and it cooks it just a tiny bit. And then we, what do we do? We just use that cone. We stuff it and then we put it yeah, in the oven yeah. where it finishes cooking. Put it in cooking. a bag and set it all done. And yep. Mm -hmm. And the cone is, so it's hollowed out when you come into the store. We can show it to you because a lot of people are like, is this an ice cream cone? Is it a waffle cone? What is it? So it's made out of pizza dough. Um, we stuff it from the bottom to the very top. I like to tell people it's kind of like an open-ended calzone. It starts with cheese, sauce, ingredients, and it's layered all the way through. And then we put it in our pizza cone oven. It's not a regular oven. Um, you actually cook the pizza standing up, and it turns in the oven for a few minutes, and then you get a hot, delicious cone. And so how do you my, – my wife is still skeptical all the time. Whenever it comes into it, she just thinks that she's going to get it, and it's not going to be cooked. But how, how do you convince people to get over that skepticism? Because everyone – I've had at least 20 of them. And how, mm -hmm. I, how do you get people to buy in? to the idea that it's not going to be improperly cooked like do you guys we have a very particular process that we use to ensure that it is you know cooked thoroughly um by layering and uh heating up our sauce to a certain temperature okay. um there is a a bit of science that goes into it okay all right so we're gonna come back here in just a little bit we're gonna go to a quick commercial break you're listening to kido talk radio all right so uh, we're here talking with coned uh, they're a, a pizza place located in meridian idaho at 2976 east overland road over in meridian they're open from 11 to 8 p.m and uh, and we're just going to jump right back into where we were with you guys so you're talking about the process you have a very unique process that ensures it's going to taste good yes so the key is you got to have hot sauce we don't use cold pizza sauce and the sauce by the way we make every day it's fresh it's delicious lots of garlic um and you do have to layer it a specific way for it to be even throughout the cone and also cook evenly that's that's all there is to it and and so let's talk about this idea that you guys had so you were over in italy mm -hmm. you had this idea and you're like this is this could be good and then mm -hmm. you talked about it you started before you got married now you're married mm -hmm. uh, but but the, the simplicity of the idea it's beautiful you take something that is 
unique and you bring it here into Boise and it's obviously been well received because you're looking to open another location in the downtown area mm-hmm. uh, for people and you know hopefully when that happens we'll be past this post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. environment hopefully. that we're in <laughs> and and so we'll see it and and I, and I hope to see you up in my neck of the woods over there downtown uh, real quick let's talk about a husband and wife's dynamic that comes along with the struggle that comes with that because the, the 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 benefit i have being the sole entrepreneur in my family is when i come home you know work's not really there anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now i i try to talk about work all the time and my wife is constantly like no 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 enough you know but i just my wheels are spinning all the time i don't shut right. off and so the tension we have is literally just going ah no more like let's go on so we don't have to deal with that but when you guys go home you're both the right. ones coming home so yep that's a that's a challenge that a lot of times entrepreneurs have had as a husband and wife teams and and you guys have been at it for years so mm-hmm. you're obviously successful at this what is your secret sauce for making the relationship work i uh. think it's having different roles so yes. and we've learned that maybe working the same food truck event all day isn't the best idea right because we do things our own way so like i like my area clean he likes his cheese all over the place i'm a messy boy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so we, we did have to learn you know kind of the hard way i guess so Try we've learned that he does this and i do this i'll take care of the store he'll take care of the trucks i do all the office work he does all the phone calls so it's separating our roles and then we still do talk about it at the end of the night because yeah it's like a business meeting at dinner, I guess. It but. is, but it's it's nice to be able to confide in the person you trust most mm-hmm. on the business that you've built together. And in my mind, there's something beautiful about that. Like, you know, we've done this together. There's a lot of pride in it, you know. So being able to talk next steps with, you know, your your significant other, I, I really do enjoy. And and so, and and I, I've often longed for that. I've tried to get mm-hmm. my wife to come, and she just won't do it, you know. And so so, but with that, you have so you have a division of roles. Do you have a hierarchy within that where someone has you maybe within your own spheres you call shots? Like, how do you guys divide that up to make it work? I think it's what we are good at. Mm-hmm. So like, I take care of all the scheduling, the finances, the bills, all that. He's better at taking phone calls and talking to people and giving them. Quotes. Yeah. I do more operations and I, I guess sales, if you want to call it that. You know, mm-hmm. I do all the bookings and uh, you know make sure everything on the trucks is running properly because you know in a business environment, especially in food, you have equipment that goes down. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my role to make sure that everything's functioning. Um, talking I make to sure people. everyone gets paid. Yep, she does the scheduling and, and so with your own stuff. so in your own division, you're the boss of that area. So yes. So okay, so you have your you created silos in a sense that yeah. that can make it work, and then you kind of communicate right. And you're, after hours dinner meeting i guess so (laughs) yeah so you know if if something's wrong in our own individual sector you know we'll consult one another and say hey i'm having this kind of issue what do you think about this and you know we'll kind of bounce ideas off each other and go from there so one of the things about entrepreneurship that makes uh activities valuable is that sometimes people just fall into things that you're talking about these successes where you have a, div- a husband and wife team, There's, it's notorious that you have husband and wife teams in the past that, that just, it's fights, it's contention, but from the interaction that I've seen with you guys over and over, there's not that. Now, there's always going to be fights that are going to come up mm-hmm. about little dumb things. Right. You know, my, my wife and I fought about popcorn once, oh, you know, and, and, and just, but they're just dumb things. Yeah. But you, you know, you make it work, you move on, and, and, and it's that you grow, because, right, contention, not contention, contention's bad, but conflict helps you grow. Mm-hmm. And, and so it seems that you guys have, have, have learned that and incorporated it. And 
a lot of the times when we have thought leaders in the entrepreneurial world, it's people who are in your boat, who go into something and naturally just have a knack to make it work. And, and then you can start to focus on areas where you lack. And so you guys have found silos that you can work in, and, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit more about uh, some, some post-apocalyptic world that we're dealing in right now. Mm. So a lot of what we've been talking about is, is with these events and everything, you know, there's, there's no events this summer right now. No. I mean, but right now we're looking at we're going to have Pride Fest in September, right? So Maybe. Maybe but, we'll but, see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am going to put my blinders on, and I'm going to say we're going to do it, you know, because I, I, I want to get that done. You know, we're talking about, you know, potentially still doing Hyde Park Street Fair, you know, quote you know that's mm-hmm. in quotes but then again they had their little meeting a little bit ago mm-hmm. to talk about that so we'll see what what they come back with that i mean uh, you know and, and are you guys in the tree fort we no. are not no. you're not okay so so you know we've, we'll see what's happening in september right i mean it's only a month out from all of our other events that have been canceled through august so it's, uh, it's really hard yeah. to say yeah. we, yeah, we so want it's... we want to be optimistic but we also want to be realistic and it, it seems like those events probably will not happen so planning for the long term uh as a contingency plan is is something that we're we're operating with right now and so is that so when you're talking about plan for long term is that why you're looking to open another physical location is we feel that right now would be the best time for us to do it um, because we have a lot more time than we normally would during the season we are so busy with food truck events during this time generally that it wouldn't even be a remote possibility for us to open something new so it's how many events did you typically do before the i mean we've got two trucks and we run it like every day so I, every day. We, we haven't counted it up but it had to be like a couple hundred plus at least right yeah yeah because i did i did 42 at my peak when i was doing food trucks and you were to every single one like every single one i was there yeah, yeah. so we'll do caterings and stuff like that to fill the week and food truck rallies and graduation, graduation parties party. weddings you name it we, we've done it so how do you get the the people to join uh i'd like to, to to not to join i'm sorry how do you get people to get to book you like do, is there a, what funnel have you created like, is it just you cold calling people or like how, how do you how do you get them in no, your when funnel we, when we first started it was a lot of cold calls um at this point you know we've been around long enough where word of mouth has really spread um where people call us and you know want to book us out and either we're available or we're not so it's been a really nice transition you know calling people like hey you know i have this this food cart i'd love to bring out we do pizza and a cone and they're like you're crazy i don't know what that is no way and now people are like, oh, pizza and a cone. So they give us a call and they already know what we are. Good, and that's good, the good. benefit of you know, our product is now that it has caught on, it, it really markets itself because it creates conversation. Mm-hmm. It creates intrigue. When you bring the truck out to an event, it is definitely a conversational topic. As you mentioned earlier, you're like, oh, pizza and a cone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's unique. I love it. it like, and I bought it specifically because I, like, I was like, crap, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. I just love the uniqueness of that. I just think it's a genius. And thank you. Uh, thank and, you very and, much. And, that's that's great. And, and the the impl- the ability to implement that I that that concept that you guys have. You started little little bets, moving it forward, moving to bigger and greater things. And now you're going to have a second location. You know, one in one you said downtown area and, and then mm-hmm. you know and then one in you know you got one in Meridian. And so like I just it's fantastic. And so what's a, so give us a little information for our, our the listeners real quick. So uh, where can they go to find your website and uh, you know what other information you want to drop on how they can reach out to you? So you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Cone Pizza. Um, we're on Instagram, Cone Boise. Um, we have a website, conepizza.com. And on there, if you need to ask for a catering event, you can um, submit a submission and we'll get back to you usually within minutes. 
Um, that's about it. And then our numbers all over our trucks and our location is there. There's lots of ways to find us. Okay, perfect. Well, good. So let's talk. So we're talking about post-apocalypse here. Mm-hmm. Yes. What have you guys done to adapt? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's, it's really a week-by-week basis based on how quickly things are changing. Um, there's no silver bullet to what we've been able to do. We're just really limping through. Um, Actually, it's a new thing right now to have trucks in your neighborhoods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at first, when it kind of started, we we reached out to a few neighborhoods we, we know or we, where we have friends that we live. And now, since it's a thing, people are just contacting us constantly. Hey, can we have your truck out? Hey, we need we need some excitement here. Can we help you out? And so that's been kind of getting the trucks by, which has been great. So so on that, have you guys thought about switchback? Have you guys looked into that over there in the East End? Yeah, we've we tried it a couple times. Yeah. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. I, just, I don't think I remember. See- oh, I did see you guys there. One we were there okay. actually yeah. this past weekend. Yeah, I remember seeing you guys now that I'm thinking back about it. So <laughs> we're good. Never mind. All right. <laughs> so that's good. I, I like that. Okay, so that's good. So that's, that's actually a, a fantastic uh idea so what are you doing in the stores like how are you managing the stores i mean sales for me on my in my in my brick and mortars i, I mean 50 percent like of what i was before and and so as you know oh you know in a general sense so how are you guys adapting like like what has it done well honestly we're gonna you know and and actually we'll come right back to that here in just a moment uh we're just gonna go to a quick break and we'll come right back all right so we're back here talking with coned uh, their location currently is in meridian at 2976 east overland road you can find them on at, at conedpizza.com as well as on their facebook page uh marina would you help me out with that again what was your facebook page name? yeah just search for coned pizza coned we'll pizza and you can also find them on cone boise on instagram yes so we're we're talking about some post-apocalyptic environment that we're dealing with now and how you guys adapted and how it affected your store so so again as, as reiterating it i find myself about 50 percent of what i was before and, and and which which is you know pretty common among among the areas mm-hmm. but but i've had to do some creative things uh, to get by mm-hmm. and so what kind of things have you been doing to adapt within your store how 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 is how has your environment changed so you can survive honestly the biggest difference right now is that i am now in the store full-time i did not used to be um, I would just do behind the scenes, and I am there every day, open to close. And as you know, payroll can catch up to you real quick. So that's been helping a lot. I have Tyler in the store more often, too. Um, there were some employees that we we just had to let go in the beginning, but um, everyone that wanted the job back was able to come back because I'm there more often to help out. And um, we're still doing our specials. So we do Kids Cone Wednesdays where it's $2.00. For a kid's cone um, we do double punch thursday so that our regulars are still excited about that they're coming in but other than that we're just taking it day by day so let's talk about your loyalty program you talked about double punch so how so how effective have you has, have you found your loyalty program to be pre-pandemic it's been awesome i order so many punch cards a month um we have people who come in specifically on thursdays to get their double punches and i love it doesn't good. bother me one bit good 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 and have you done any advertising for that punch, the punch thing on like Facebook or anything like that? Or is it just, it's just a word of mouth? Like it's just been natural growth? With our social media, um, eventually, I mean, not eventually, sometimes I post the different specials we have, but not to get too annoying. I just don't mention it all the time. Every time we're in the store with every transaction, though, we train our staff, do you have a punch card? Would you like another one? Did you forget it? That's okay. We'll get you another one. We constantly remind people that it's okay. Just use it as much as you want. 
Yeah, punch cards are really good um, in our opinion because you know if someone has forgotten about your brand, they look in their wallet. Oh yeah, I remember this place. I gotta, I gotta get back. See, I didn't think about that because it it actually does create a little like, oh hey, I remember now. Mm -hmm. So 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 good for me to think. It's like a mileage plan. Yeah, it just you see it. It's like oh, it's right there, and then I gotta go back. Yep, I use the crap out of punch cards. I love them. Yeah, yeah. My wife does too. That's her thing. She's <laughs> so my wife's gotten on a coupon kick and that's been her mm-hmm. Yep. That's the the, that's the last awesome. like little bit and it's you know, it's it's in a changing environment. Yep. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about delivery services. So that's kind of the 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 thing that people love. Mm-hmm. They love delivery services and sometimes people wanted to do it to help, but let's talk a little bit about kind of the the bane I've I've vented on it before, but what kind of struggles do you guys have encountered with those delivery services? So we've uh recently started utilizing a few different services and um it's nice to have the option, but what a lot of people don't realize is while they think they're helping support local businesses with these delivery services, a lot of these delivery services make their money off of the businesses by charging us a certain mm-hmm. amount to put our food out. And we don't actually make a whole lot of money and sometimes we're paying to send this food out in hopes of advertising the brand. Um, so just kind of creating a little bit of awareness around that, I think is super important. So if people want to support you, they want to come in and they want to mm-hmm. get some food. So you wouldn't recommend the delivery service if they're, if they're going to be coming by. So how can they buy food from you if they're not going to get it from the delivery service like what kind of outside of coming directly into the store to order the food is you got a website yeah we have a a, a link um on our square website that you can uh pre-order specify what time you want to uh, come in and uh exactly what you want to order and we'll have it ready just, for you just have it ready for you mm-hmm. perfect and yep. then and and so that that's that's a it's a good way to do it we'll run it out to your car just tell us oh, what so car you you're driving curbside. what time there's a space for notes if you don't want to get out just bring it to you with our mask on Perfect. Good deal. So you guys do wear masks then inside the restaurant as well for people. Yep. Good. So keeping keeping people safe so they don't get the COVID. Right. Kind of, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so we talked a little bit about how you guys are making it work relation, and we talked a little bit about how you're making the business work. You know what what are like what what are your hope what do you hope is going to happen here coming up in the future to get out of this uh, apocalypse that we're in? Just that we can stabilize and get back to some sense of normalcy. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if there's anything beyond that. Just surviving making sure the business no thriving i hope next year everyone is so tired of doing nothing i hope next year that we're tripling our food truck events that there's concerts every weekend i want to be doing everything but we got to get there first yeah (laughs) yeah we it's 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 going to take some time on on getting there i have high hopes so so tyler what advice would you give to people who are starting out trying to look and doing a business uh to be able to get to the point you're at, what advice would you have for them? Uh, in right now's climate, wait. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Um, but in a, in a normal uh, world, uh, like we touched on earlier, just kind of take baby steps. Do what's achievable. Mm-hmm. Um, just got to have passion for it, really. Um, you're going to fall on your face a lot, and that's part of business is learning from your mistakes. Um, you really adapt or die if you don't change your ways. It can be really harmful to the business, but just keep trucking along. Sometimes it can be really disheartening, um, and we still fall into, you know, pits like that, like we're in right now. Um, it's it's rough. I mean, if business was easy, everyone would be doing it. Um, so just keep your chin up and keep trucking along. Really, my favorite quote, quote, my favorite quote is, um, or one of them is, "Be brave enough to suck at something new." Yeah, that's great. Yep. Because you're never going to be good at something that you have no experience in. You just got to go in, 
suck at it. Fall on your face fall a on your lot. Face. And then and you're like, up. okay, what did I do wrong when I fell on my face last time? Okay, just don't repeat your mistakes. Like we look back at some of the stuff that we did when we first started, like that big bulky cart in two feet of snow and six degree weather. And we're like, what were we thinking? Why did have, we do that? I have that? a lot of those moments. Yeah, but <laughs> as long as you don't repeat that mistake, you know, you can grow from it and come out stronger, really. You know, we actually still have that cart. It's, yeah, it's in our garage. And you know, we actually still work, uh, use it in the winter. Do you really? We do it for inside events like the uh, the Canyon County Kids Expo. Yep. So it's turned out to be a kind of a blessing in disguise. Oh, good. So, see, when you so failure has mixed max. Mm-hmm. You're just like, hey, you know, this didn't work here, but I can apply it somewhere else. And and because you've got two trucks and the cart now, right? And the yep. store. And the store. And the store. And the store. So for everyone just coming and listening, the store for Coned is located at 2976 East Overland Road in Meridian. And you can go to conedpizza.com to get yep. uh, to, to either place an online order or to find more about Coned. And, and so let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the, the, the pandemic that we're in right now. So we're talking a little bit about how you're adapting, how you're you're you're, you're trying to, to grow and explore like options about how to, how to survive. Mm-hmm. How has this affected like uh, the the relationship with you guys and your husband and wife situation? Like how like has it has it created any tensions for you guys as you're going through this, or it's just the same same type of thing? You're just a new struggle you're going at together. We're pretty we're pretty good at adapting, and mm. we we kind of adapt seems to be a synonymous with entrepreneurship. You have to adapt. Yeah, like, we you, just, you can't hold to one thing too much. It's out of our control, and uh, if we're having a bad day, we just blame it on the pandemic. And go to bed. <laughs> For us, we go. kind of look at it as as a challenge. And us as individuals, seeing a challenging situation uh, gives us an opportunity to create a solution. Um, so in ways, it can be kind of fun to say, hey, here's here's a puzzle. Let's try to let's try to put it together. Um, and right now it has really stretched our creativity and has allowed us to think outside of the box, which is why we are looking into you know, expanding locations. Hey, here's the problem. How can we get out of this? Well, here's a solution. Let's explore that and see if it helps us out. And has having this store in Meridian helped with your brand identity? Has it has it has it helped with? I mean, because it's kind of tucked away a little bit. But mm-hmm. have you seen a an increase in awareness that's occurred by having a physical location? Yes and no. Yes and no. It's. When we first were in the trucks, people kept saying, do you have a store? Do you have a store? And we're like, we have to get a store. Everyone keeps asking. However, we did get it in a tucked away location, but we've only been open for two years and it's it's going okay. Um, we definitely want a location where there's more foot traffic. Because, because with our product. Yeah, 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 that's definitely a downtown type of. Mm-hmm. And also of the store has a way bigger menu. So on the truck, we bring like four or five popular items the store we have salads we have boneless wings we have breadsticks we have kids cones we have dessert cones there's so many options which is why we we'd love to have a location where we can share that with more people i mean the original driving factor behind opening the store was really to have a commissary kitchen because as a food truck you have to have a commissary kitchen that you pay for Mm -hmm. so opening a restaurant location in our minds made sense and still does because you have a spot where you can manufacture your cones you can store your product, you can wash your dishes, and you can keep permanent employees to pull out onto events while still making a little bit of money on the side. 
So that's really the main purpose behind that particular location. And now that we've kind of, you know, established ourselves in that, you know, we want more. We want to yeah. have an actual, you know, restaurant that serves its purpose as a restaurant. And that's why we're looking at downtown. Oh, good. And downtown's a good good spot. How has this affected your because you mentioned you guys like to travel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How how has having these physical stores affected that? I mean, cuz we we often when I started a business, like I did the food trucks initially because I'd worked during the summer and then I allowed mm-hmm. me to explore creativity the rest of the rest of the time for me, but, but you know, how has this affected your travel you know it really hasn't store. too much honestly because we still see those same kinds of patterns as you would in the food truck scene um for us as a restaurant we really slow down in winter so we can keep you know a couple employees that we trust to you know run the restaurant and don't have food truck stuff going on so you only need a few people and we can you know dip out for a couple weeks at a time i just need to find a dog sitter really and yeah then, that's the know, biggest struggle just a dog sitter huh? yeah. yeah we got two golden doodles Oh, nice. Those are the good ones. They are the great. Good ones. We love our puppies. <laughs> All right. So we are going to come back to, to, to listen to more of what you have to say here in just a little bit. Welcome back. So uh, we're talking with Cone, and you guys have a restaurant downtown again in Meridian, Idaho. Not downtown. You're looking to expand it downtown. Right. You've got one in Meridian, Idaho at two six or 2976 East Overland. You can go to, you know, again, you can go to uh, conedpizza.com if you want some more information. So you guys have, you know, are living the entrepreneurship dream in a sense, uh, where there's struggle that's involved, and we're, I want to dig a little bit more into that. So I want to talk with you about passion. Like, where's the passion? Like, why pizza? Like, why, why, why this? I mean, it's a unique idea, but why did you lay hold so hard onto this one concept where you've dug in and you've opened a store? You know, I think that a lot of our driving force for this particular product really comes down to a personal level. You know, seeing this product as we were traveling. Um, and kind of recanting on that moment and the joy we felt during that time uh, really kind of creates additional joy for us. You know, every time we, we make a pizza cone and seeing the excitement that we're capable of bringing when someone sees a pizza cone. You know, when you provide food to someone and it's good food, you can make that person a little bit happier in that moment. And being responsible for that happiness is really unlike anything else you can do. So uh, that, in my opinion, is really the driving force behind it. Fantastic. Uh, Marina? I was at Walmart buying napkins the other day, true story, and I was wearing my cone shirt, and this little boy comes up to me, and he says, Mommy, this is my favorite fancy pizza place ever. Can we go there for lunch? And they did. And they had a pepperoni cone and a chicken Alfredo cone, and that made me happy. And it made the kid happy, and then it makes the parents happy because the kid knows what they want to eat. So I like those feelings. And to your point, didn't you have a uh, a bridal party order a bunch of cones the other night too? Because she said coned was her her favorite. Yeah, it was a Thursday night. The store was kind of dead, and we get this huge order. And I was like, "What? Why are you doing this? What? It's a huge order." And she says, "Well." My daughter's having her bachelorette, and I said, what's your favorite place to eat? And she said, coned. And so they hey, came in there you go. and ordered for an entire bachelorette party. It was awesome. I love that. So getting getting those kind of stories and that kind of feedback for something that you've provided is really, really fulfilling. Hmm. I like it. So I was at, uh, so I, I, I can relate to that because I've... I've I was in Costco and had someone run up to me in the Costco. I was like, hey, let me show you this. And he pulled up his leg and he had my logo tattooed on him. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't think we have any of those uh, yet. Uh, you'll get there. You'll get there. Like, and it, like when I saw it, I was like, I got to take a picture of this. And so I took a picture of him and put it on my Instagram. I was like, this is real. Like, someone wow. actually put this logo on their body. 
And, and so, so let's talk about the cost, though. So in order to get to where we are, and I'm not talking about financial cost. I'm talking about time, effort, everything that goes into this. Like, what is the cost of being able to get where you are? Uh, sacrifice, really. Um, and there's a whole lot of uncertainty involved because in business, there is a great risk that you are going to fail. Um, we had really a perfect arrangement where I didn't have a super stable career, so I could put forth a lot more of my time. And, you know, if the business failed, I could go get a part time job. And she still worked full time in order to ensure that, you know, we could get our bills paid. You know, when people talk to me about opening up a restaurant, I always, always suggest starting with a food truck first. Because in the mobile industry, what you can do is you can still keep a job and you can go out and work these events um, around your your job until it is lucrative enough to where you can quit. Um, if you fail, which is certainly a possibility, you can turn around, you could sell your equipment and just continue working. With a restaurant environment, you're locked into a lease and the failure rate is staggeringly high with restaurants. Yeah, it's like 70%. It's like really, really high. high. So, I mean, if you fail in a restaurant environment, you've given up your job, you have no income. And for anyone that has run you know, a business, you know that for the first while, you're not super profitable. So you have no money coming in. Your failure rate is borderline catastrophic. Mm -hmm. And if and when you fail, you have nothing to fall back on. You can't sell your equipment because you're likely, you know, locked in a loan and you've defaulted and, you know, ruined your, your credit if you've signed a personal guarantee. But we were really, really lucky because we took steps to start mobile first and she was still able to keep her job. And we, you know, kept our, our income flowing, you know, balanced. And he said not, you know, about financial, but kind of steered in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, but but really sacrificing, you know, personal life. I mean, we have given up a lot of aspects of our personal lives. You know, we've missed birthdays, weddings, bridal showers, and it sucks. You feel bad about it. But, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if business were easy, everyone would be doing it. When, so when I was in the food truck game for a period of time, I, I remember the the when I was dating my wife and we were – you know, getting married and going through the thing, like the main thing was like, she's like, I just want a normal life. Like I want to be able to go out on something that you can't do that. Like, it's like, no, we work, we work really hard during the summer. I, and I, I mean, I remember pulling a, a, a 120 hour week. Oh yeah. Like yeah. At, at normal. At, That's, That's normal. normal. Yeah. Super normal. Yeah. Here's the thing that people don't understand. People think you just show up with your food truck, you open your doors Ready and you make go. millions. People don't think about the hours you put into prep and then clean up and then if you didn't sell enough, what do you do with that food? You Gone. can't just resell it. You can't. And people don't think about the sacrifices. For example, we had to cut our honeymoon short because we got accepted into the fair, which is a huge, huge opportunity. Thing. Mm -hmm. We're like, well, okay, Bora Bora is cool, but the fair is going to pay our bills in the long run. So what happens? He, We book a flight home, and then on our Seattle connection, the train stopped. He made it on the train. I didn't. He made it home. I didn't. All the flights were sold out. So what happens is I have to drive home. I get a flat tire on the way home. Oh, My GPS doesn't work. Yeah. I come home finally, and the next thing we do is we're setting up for we're, the fair. We were working an event before the fair, too. You oh, yeah. showed up with dirt all over you, and I was like, what happened? And you're like, my tire exploded, and I was stuck in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, well, I'm happy you're here. Start taking orders. That's exactly how that conversation went. So it's, it is a lot of sacrifice. You just give up any semblance of a personal life during, 
you know, the, the busy times. And that's mm-hmm. something that we have really adapted to. Um, and how we unwind is by traveling during that, that winter period. We have something to look forward to. You know, hey, you know, we've got these, these trips planned. Let's, let's get through the season. Let's do those 120-hour work weeks and just grind. We like to call it a reverse teacher schedule because we get winters off and we work yeah. all through the summer. Yep, that, so. that's what that I, I always call it. You that. know how so, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know how it is. My my daughter would go with me to a couple of them, and you know, one day like we you know got a rush and moving along, and and I before I realized it, we you know, eight hours had gone by, and and you know, and my daughter's dead tired, and you know, just cries, and she's like, it's so hard, and it's like, I, yeah, I know. I've seen <laughs> yeah. her making crepes before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she, she's good. Dude. She's a hard worker, man. She earns her money for that, and it's so. Good. Uh, so so good. Well, I you know I appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, to to share with about your business and 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 some advice and 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 what can can happen. And so the the final question that I have for you guys is is relating specifically along, uh, you know, what's the golden plan here? So so we've talked a little bit about we know that you guys uh, you know we've got the you know we went to the food trucks. You scaled up into the to the to the some some uh, brick and mortar stores over in Meridian. You know you're looking to expand downtown what's the golden plan like where do you want to go next like what's what's the goal like what's the end game we don't really have one to be honest with you it's more like you know we come up with ideas and we discuss them and see if it's realistic at the time um you know the whole five ten year plan in our mind doesn't really make sense because you don't know where you'll be at that time okay you know i know it's a really popular corporate interview question you know what's your 10-year plan it's impossible to say with business because we don't know the landscape of things. You know, what if we go through another pandemic in yeah. two or three years? Enjoy. This isn't something we plan for at all. You know, we were planning on, you know, potentially our busiest food truck season yet. And now we're scrambling to try to find answers and you just got to get creative. So, you know, no golden plan, really. We'll just talk about, you know, potential opportunities as they come up. Um, certain doors open, certain ones close. And we kind of just go from there and see if it's realistic. Well, from the very beginning, we did always want to spot downtown. We always talked that would be so cool. It yeah, that is a major so goal awesome. for sure. So now that we are in the works of making it happen, it's pretty exciting. And I, I don't have any other plans beyond that at this point, but that we'll could always happens. change. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. So uh, we've been listening to, to the owners of Cone, Tyler and Marina. And uh, I would encourage everybody to go out and take a chance to uh, on their, their cone pizza over in the Meridian store and then also the downtown store when they get an opportunity. And if you happen to see them at an event coming up here, hopefully, uh, make sure you walk up and, and say, hey, I'd love to have a cone pizza. And Nicholas, if people want to get a hold of you or more information about the program and, and how to become an entrepreneur, how do they do that? Well, you can head over to voiceofbusiness.com. You can also go over to our Facebook page, which is, is obviously you know facebook.com slash voiceofbusiness. And uh, right now you can go on there and, and, and add your email to be added to our email list. And you can reach out to me at any time over Facebook or over the website. Are you inspired to get, get back into this after hearing the interview? I, I am. I am I I'm tell. ready to go and get myself some pizza. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, have a great day. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to KIDO Talk Radio.